0: Over fear the podcast. Hey, Borges, Borges, snip snip. So, I would have left the Lewis.
1: I actually had the, the, the pleasure of actually leaving the Lewis, going back and leaving again. <laughs> like oh, like nice. a lot of guys that would have worked there. <laughs> so, I left the the, the Lewis uh, on my final time in actually the first week of January in 2020. Yes, yeah, since then, I've kind of uh. Well, since I kind of was in close protection before I went to Lewis, but after Toulouse, then I kind of I transitioned back into uh, working maritime and doing uh, close protection, which helped me then be then over to uh, Ukraine to work as a close protection officer in Ukraine for uh, for a Russian family that we helped to escort out of Ukraine. Uh, in March, at the peak of the war, we went over there for for a while, and we we uh, we picked up a, a family, and we we escorted them out of Kharkiv back to the Polish border, and it took us it took us a, a while to get there, and that that was an experience I can tell you that.
0: How did you get over there? We
1: what? actually um we got the contract because uh, a lot of the guys that were training close protection were ex army, you know, yeah, and uh, we done it through a um, would be a Russian company who initially contacted us and then hired us, and then this uh, this this Russian. A businessman then hired 26 of us to actually go out there. Mm. Uh, we, we guys that came from Ireland, there us from Ireland. We met up in Dublin Airport, we flew to Krakow in Poland. And that's where we met with uh, 11 others, two British guys and I think it was nine Americans. And then as we transitioned then into Ukraine across the border, we met up with the rest of the team. And our job was to escort this man, his family and his entourage from Kharkiv, which was initially supposed to take us two weeks, but we actually did it in a week.
0: Nice
1: one. And we escorted him across um, Ukraine shoot um, at the hostile territories and it was, it, was, it was an experience i can tell you that
0: and so there was what 26 of you yeah in the in the team there was it?
1: 26 uh, international security officers now he, he obviously had his own security team there as well but he he, he required more because he, he couldn't hire the local ukrainians because of what was going on he couldn't hire russians because of what was going on so he hired an international team and i was lucky enough to be one of those uh, those guys that went out there
0: you put yourself lucky to to have done that, yeah.
1: Well I I, I could, when I firstly when I initially did it, because obviously I had military training, I didn't think it was going to be what it was. I can tell you out there was no soldiers alive today that would have experienced a war like that. Yeah. We we were we were peppered every hour it was it was just non stop. No matter where we went, we were peppered um right. jets flying over helicopters it, it was i was just i was dying for kfc at the end of it all yeah
0: what so when you let you left ireland you met up with other groups and you got khaki was it so where, where did you initially land or get to so we were
1: so initially what you had to do we had to get clearance by the ukrainian embassy first yeah. of all so we met our case and we were split up into teams so i was in the irish team there's three of us um actually one of them is a servant guard to be in the army he, he actually took time off work to go out there but look that's that's for another day but the three was flew from ireland um we landed in krakow in poland Yeah. and there was another larger group there waiting for us and then we uh there was that um a bus organized by this businessman to pick us out of. he brought us to the border we crossed the border and when we crossed the border there was a staging point just on the far side of the border that we met with the rest of the team.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, from there then we were we travelled then the distance from uh, Medica, Medica and I now could be pronouncing that wrong into Kharkiv, which took us two days.
0: Right.
1: To get there. And then the initial journey back then was three days.
0: Two days but, on a coach, it, was it?
1: No, we we, we had our um, personnel carriers. Right. We had it was it was a full um, we were very well equipped.
0: So so you get there and then you have to you, you get to Kharkiv then yeah after two days was it? We went to Kharkiv. He lived in the suburbs of Kharkiv, you know. But unfortunately,
1: when we got there, you can probably remember to start a war. Kiev was encircled
0: at the yeah. time, so yeah, there, it yeah.
1: was an extremely dangerous environment. Extremely dangerous, and, and and obviously because of this guy identified as he, he was a Ukrainian Russian. So the Ukrainians that we were passing back through obviously had a problem with that, and the Russians that we were passing through obviously had a problem. So it was an extremely dangerous environment, Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and unfortunately. Like one, of, one of the gentlemen that we went that way he was unlucky enough not to
0: come back with us an Irish guy was it? no he was actually Australian right that's unfortunate that's unfortunate did you do like the 26 it's a, it's a call for your experience or is it well I, I think I, I
1: think you know there was obviously a long list of names that they obviously called on first and a lot of people probably turned it down I mean it wasn't because of my obviously I was in the defence forces here in Ireland I've right. worked I, I've had extensive experience in the security industry in Ireland, in Ireland here um, I worked in the the, the, the Lewis with yourself and, and, and other guys they're like Brian, fantastic guys yeah. and I'd imagine when when they were going through the list of guys to call out. I had obviously worked with these guys in Spain, uh, on the yachts in Spain. So my name was on the list somewhere. I don't know if it was at the top or the bottom, but it was somewhere on the list. And uh, I just received a call, and uh, two days later, I found myself in Poland. So you got the call, and you what? You didn't hesitate at all, no? No, no. I, I, uh, well, my partner was not pleased. And uh, you know, I, I spoke, look, I, I was in environments like that. But, well, actually, no environment was like that. Yeah. But I was in dangerous environments before like that. But nothing could prepare you for, for that.
0: But in no, your mind, none. before you uh, left, uh, what? when you agreed to win, it, you didn't expect it to be like it was?
1: No, no, I didn't. Yeah. And I, I don't think anybody expected the Russians to advance so quickly to be there. Uh, that, that's why it was it was brought forward, because Kharkiv at the time, I, I think, was just about to fall. So they were afraid if it fell, this guy would be trapped there.
0: Understand, yeah. And Kabir, did you speak to any uh Ukrainians whatever any English speaking or do you, you don't speak Ukrainian? Um yeah,
1: either? like uh, like anybody
0: that w- that went to Ukraine
1: to join the, the Legion, I think that would tell you that when you go to Ukraine first you're brought to a staging area. It's a small it's a school. Yeah. Um on the first floor it's all Ukrainian civilians, uh Ukrainian militia. Second floor then is it's just outside the V. Second floor then is it's all foreign uh fires, foreign yeah. foreign volunteers. We are on the second floor with a group of other guys. Fantastic guys, uh, the Ukrainian militia uh, Vidalion was the local unit, uh, local commander for the uh, Ukrainian militia. You, absolutely, they gave us everything. E- everywhere we went, we had Wi-Fi, we had the best of food, we had the, the best of drinks. We had it's people. there were so nice. Yes, yeah. and you could speak to them
0: because you? or was Yeah,
1: no, we could speak to them. Now there, there was there was a bit of trouble on the second day. I remember there was a group of Polish uh, gentlemen there and they got very drunk and a, a brawl broke out in the school and, and it was a massive brawl. It was, it was a massive fight there between two or three
0: different groups. Yeah. And just because what? They, were, they weren't they were happy with the war? Drinking
1: or? and armrests, and When you put that many soldiers in oh, the Yeah, different countries are going to be trouble, you know? Of
0: course. <laughs> um, what did they? What were they saying about what was going on? Like the Ukrainians that were there, were they saying? Well, I, I, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you, there was so much... There was so much
1: miscommunication and, and false truths. We heard that, that um, Belarus had attacked. We heard that Lviv was falling. We heard that Kharkiv was falling. We heard that, that Kiev was falling, that the entire Ukrainian army was after being encircled in Kiev. We heard that uh, the international peacekeeping base just outside Lviv, which we were at actually that day, yeah. uh, um, was bombed that night. And we were told that it was all, there was the 200 soldiers killed there and... Uh, <laughs> oh they were taking our passports off us we were stopped at the border now I was stopped on the way back out of Ukraine I was seized I, I don't know maybe I look Ukrainian I don't know <laughs> but I was stopped and I had to show documentation that I was I was an Irish citizen and stuff like that but there was a lot of um, a lot of false troops or troops going around and, and it was very hard to kind of get information that was that was proper
0: yeah yeah I'd say it was yeah and 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 uh, if you had been caught at the border and they, they knew what you were doing what would have happened to you
1: to be honest with you, I, I don't know. We obviously had instructions, and there's obviously some areas here I can't discuss. But we had instructions of what to say if something like that was happening. Yeah. Now there was instances where, where guys flew back out of Ukraine and were arrested in their home countries. I wasn't. I was looking up, I wasn't. Right. Um, but we had we, we, we knew what we were saying at the at the border to get back out. There was there was there was, there was there was a lot of pe- different people. So in our group we had we had guys from from Australia, we had guys from Finland, Norway most of them were american there was a large portion Now, when we got there we were obviously put into we never worked we never seen each other before we never worked together before so we were put into there was all the instantaneously there was a hierarchy yeah. so we we were under the guy that we were there with was was a colonel in the french foreign legion he was a retired colonel so he obviously took command of the unit then there was we had guys that were sergeants in the us army they obviously took command of thousands i was a gunner right while i was there my the role that I filled was a gunner. a and you had
0: experience with guns before in... in a...
1: Well, when I was in the Defence Forces, there's kind of like a broad training sweep where back in 2008-2009, you would have been trained on the GPMG and stuff like that, and
0: that was looking off the weapon that we were using. But this is your first time in practice with a gun, yeah?
1: First time in that type of environment with one, yes. You get to fire it, or...? We did fire,
0: yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well,
1: I don't know who we exchanged fire with, but we did exchange fire. And
0: what did that feel like for your first time... It was, it was
1: terrifying, to be honest with you, to be... To be in that position, um, because we had a, we had a family with us and he, we had his entourage with us, and it, it, it was quite scary because we went out there. I suppose we were thinking that okay, we're doing, this is going to be like you know, Iraq, Afghanistan. Yeah. You guys sitting up in the hills with some AK-47s. It was not like that. These guys could trace you through Snapchat.
0: Yeah. Uh, we
1: were we were asleep in Lviv. Yeah. We could hear bombs hitting. The skies flashing. Yeah, window you couldn't sleep in your windows. You uh, you went outside, you know, you were constantly afraid because if, 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 you, if your mobile phone was essentially a target, and know, uh, so they
0: can tra- it, trace
1: you through that. Yeah, yeah. Phone, they, they're looking at the internet, they're back searching images. They are and, and everything nowadays. There's a lot of guys coming in that shouldn't have been there. They were taking pictures, they were posting them online. They were, oh, Jesus, you have these people watching them, and they know exactly right, okay. There's, a platoon of soldiers there, battalion of soldiers, a company of soldiers whatsoever there, and, and, and they were they were firing stuff
0: and and they were killing um it, it was actually costing lives yeah. having these people there. They shouldn't have been there. It's crazy. And so with the with the mission you were on, you, you you were successful with that, yeah?
1: We we got them out out of the country, yeah. Um we I flew back. Um so as far as I know, a lot of the guys that we went out there with, actually, a lot of them stepped behind and they went into humanitarian aids on the border. So there was one guy there, his name was Watch, he was a medic in the British Army. Yes. Fantastic guy, uh, I him to please, I think he's gonna to listen to this tonight. Um, amazing guy, he stayed behind for weeks after, because when we were crossing back over the border, imagine there was thousands of, of women and children, thousands, and seeing the women and children be separated from their from their husbands, who gladly walked back to, to serve, you know, to gladly yeah. walk back and serve, and leave the women and children on the
0: border there was thousands from, from, as far as I could see there was queues of people do, do you mean like uh, the men stayed and the women and the kids left yeah uh, when you were coming
1: back across the border you, there was obviously a security checkpoint every male that passed back the border was stopped and searched so, like I was staying ago, my password was taken off me to see if I was actually Irish because if I was Ukrainian I would have been sent back
0: Oh, okay, so you couldn't leave. So, so the, you know, you've probably seen the images now lately in Dublin of uh, people saying that.
1: I actually, I'm going to imagine, I was just talking to, to a colleague, because I've actually been sent to a Ukrainian centre here now to work, with, and I was in one down in uh, Cork as well, and I could not comprehend the amount of young males that were in these centres and how they got out of the country.
0: And, and so they in your opinion after being over there they shouldn't have got out or did they get through the net or is there something um, that stops them from medical conditions or what,
1: what, what I would say to that and it's a very tricky question to answer because
0: you know if a war was to break out in
1: Ireland I would expect every male to stay behind
0: yeah but I also know males that uh, <clears throat> they look fit and all but they, they couldn't uh, in, in reality they're not well you know and they couldn't uh, fight in a war they'd be no good and they would be just fodder for bullets so well, I don't understand them but I would even. say that is, is in the stages too. And I guarantee if you talk to anybody that's been there, there was a
1: gentleman there. I don't know, he, he obviously had some um, um, you know, intellectual disability. Mm. You know, he was a young guy, he was about 22. He, he, was, he could speak Ukraine, he could speak English. So, if you went to Ukraine and you're in the state, you would have met this gen, this guy, absolutely lovely guy. He couldn't leave the country, the Ukrainian army wouldn't let him leave the country. This right. guy uh, clearly wouldn't be been able to fight like right? he wouldn't have been able to hold a weapon. He was stuck there, his passport was seized. So when I seen him and I heard his story, and when I flew back to Ireland and I was working in the, the Clannacility Centre, I couldn't believe I, I had guys here that were young, fit, strong guys. They got out, but this poor guy, he was stuck there. And he, 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 his home was bombed, his family were, were dead. He was sitting in the school now, not his name, translating from English to Ukrainian for the local uh, Ukrainian militia. And he was stuck, he was a prisoner. So it was a big shock. Now, to be honest, when I came back and I seen all these these uh, these males here, it was it was a, it, women and children, no problem. You know, if if you're a male and, you, and you're not able, or there's an issue there, no problem. But you should be back to defend your country.
0: And you reckon these these people you met over here are are fit? They would be fit, or? Well, you know, I had to tackle two of them to the ground before, and I can tell you one thing: they were very fit. And you you're able to talk to
1: them there, are you? You can talk to them, yeah. And did they appreciate where they are, or did they... To be honest with you, again, again, you know, you invite somebody into your home, you expect them to to appreciate it properly, and in a lot of cases, they're not doing that.
0: And would you be asked back to uh, Ukraine now to do any any more things? I was. I
1: was was contacted by... um, I'm not going to say any names, but obviously in Ukraine now, there's a lot of uh, international uh, battalions up there. You've got the likes of the, the Norman Brigade, you've got um, the first um, special unit, uh, you've got the uh, Croatian Legion. All these groups are all looking for volunteers, especially now. You know, especially now. And and obviously, I, I have contacts in Ukraine, and I've been asked to go back a few times. I, I, and to be honest with you, I would love to go back. And it, it is something that's on my mind to do. But again, you know, you have to ask yourself, would you be a benefit or a hindrance
0: and why yeah and i think um, i think maybe you've done your part in that respect do you reckon it would ever happen in ireland
1: um look ireland by all rights it, 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 militarily we are a neutral country Diplom- in the in, in terms of diplomacy we're not you No, know, but militarily we are the military here in ireland is not would not be we wouldn't last day well, we you, you have... and, and that's because the Irish Defence Forces they're extremely well-trained. They're extremely um, passionate about the defence of the country. But Russian, Russia has technology that they wouldn't need land troops.
0: Yeah, like even any country, really. What, what country is there? A country you think Ireland could withstand an attack from?
1: I, I, I remember a couple of years ago, I remember um, our sergeant at the time said, to us, they said, Look, officially we have enough weapons to last few days. Unofficially, we'd all go and hide in the Glen, and it would take me years to get us. Right. The Irish Army and the Irish people are very resilient, and we, we are fighters. And uh, you know, it, it would take uh, it would take somebody with an extreme amount of will to come here and try to take what is ours, because it would take them years. Yeah. The British couldn't do it for years. You know,
0: no, they, they took it's...
1: the cities, but they couldn't take the, the the land around the cities. And I don't think any country would ever be able to take it from Ireland
0: be Interesting, uh, I hope it never plays out, but it would be interesting because, uh, well, look, look nobody's trained nowadays, you know what I mean? How many people's in the Irish Defence Force? How many people actually go through that? And nobody's actually trained oh, in uh, the guys.
1: That's what's consistent of 9,000 men now at the moment. And I think there's just something similar in, in the reserves. Um, but look, it's very easy. Look, look what Ukraine did. Ukraine overnight created a million man army, obviously, it had some growing pains, um, had a lot of issues, but they've effectively mobilized a, a million soldiers. Hmm. armed them, ripped them and sent them to the front. And they they're, they're taking on what was considered a, a, a national power or international power. Not a superpower because Russia's not a superpower, but an international power. Yeah. And they, they mowed down the first lines of, of um, offence from Russia.
0: How are they doing now, do you know? Um, again, I wouldn't believe everything you see seen in the news. Hmm.
1: It's all propaganda. You know, the people in World War II in Berlin thought they were winning the war when the Russians were only six kilometres from Berlin.
0: Yeah, <laughs> propaganda is it. Yeah, every every One, war well, has I it.
1: Yeah. The reason why we're not able to watch RT news, you know, the, the Russian Today channel on Sky anymore, it's been taken down. Is the reason why they've done that,
0: right? Russia Today was taken the, down from war, Ireland. War is all,
1: is War is all propaganda.
0: Oh ah, yeah, indeed, indeed. Well, again, like maybe these people that are escaping that know that and go, "What the fuck should I stay here for this?"
1: Yeah, no, you're you're right, and and, and look, Ireland, I think. The average wage in Ukraine is what 150 euro a month. Is the average wage in Ukraine? You can come to Ireland and you can get three, four, five hundred euro on a very low income job here, on a on a no skill based job here in Ireland. And you know, if you're willing to live with other people and you're willing to to really kind of, put, I mean, you would have a very good life here in Ireland compared to your life in, in Ukraine.
0: Yeah, even pre- uh, pre-war, like um, was it? Like yeah, yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, look, Ukraine I mean. was one of the
1: most countries in the world. Um, before this war I know Ireland's not doing much better at the moment but you know Ukraine it wasn't a great place to live to be honest
0: yeah I never I never really um I heard of Ukraine before now but you know no one's ever uh that interested in the country as much as when they're at war like you know um so you you find out a, a bit more then but to me on on the the face of it a lot of it looks modern just like here um it is, but they won't have any more ways. or anything like that. Now, actually,
1: fair and funny with you. Their internet in Ukraine was fantastic compared to Ireland.
0: Right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, most places you went in Ukraine, you had free Wi-Fi. They have now. Yeah, it was amazing. No takeaways. You will not get three one over
0: there. <laughs> the the uh, <laughs> the satellite Elon Musk lower that is that what you were using? Is it? Um, yeah, it was the. Um, and it was yeah, it, it, it was very good. Now it was obviously spots we couldn't, but most places
1: you had free Wi-Fi.
0: So, Kabir yeah, you know, that's good. I mean, they're supposed they should do that, like, here. You know, everything relies on the internet now. I don't know where I pay for it. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, we are. We're so far behind, like, it's ridiculous. So well, where I, I am here in Tipperary is ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I suppose there's some places in Ireland, in I think they're still using the phone line, Eddie. DR, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Fuck that, one. Yeah. Oscar, that's crazy, actually. It's ridiculous.
1: But, um, look, since, since that, I, I've, I've kind of... I've, uh, I've come back here now and I've, I've I kind of focused on, I'm studying strategic studies now at the moment as well, and, and I'm trying to just build back up a, a career in Ireland in, in enormous security. It's very difficult outside Dublin or Cork. Dublin, outside Dublin, it's very difficult to build a security career here in Ireland. Security companies here in Ireland are a joke. Yeah, they're. they're, they're, they're they're, they're they're mismanaged they're, the manager's having a clue what they're doing yeah. you could be extremely experienced and then you could go up against someone that's just done a day course with no experience and there's no there's no clarity or there's no difference in how you're seen or how you're viewed
0: yeah there's no uh progression either like you know there's no fucking there's,
1: you're right there's no progression
0: even even managers jobs in most security companies i've worked in uh, are gone there there's the next in line and the one after that and the one after that
1: like, like for example i i I'll give you an instance now the company i work for at the moment they're, they're probably a well-known company they're very they're very badly managed you know you yeah. could be working eight nine ten eleven days in a row until after the cover. you're only two days you're off and then you're back in for another six so you could be working 15 16 days in a row no uh thanks for it. You ask them for something, you're told basically just f off.
0: Yeah. Are, are you aware of the work time act 1997?
1: Oh yes, yeah, I know. <laughs> but look, look, I mean, in real life, if, if they'll get you other ways.
0: Well, whatever, know, it, yeah, I've, I've had that myself in the past. yeah uh, even even the, the things where you've less than eleven hours between your shifts, uh, I don't know I was yeah. per, I was, oh, creative, yeah. oh, I was true, hard yeah.
1: anybody who works in security would have dealt with it. Wages are I know the wages are coming up now are small, but the only reason why wages are coming up now is small is because they they drove so many good security guys out of the industry that they had no choice but to raise the wages. And now the guys that are there now are are of useless.
0: Yeah, it's straight in the door now. Uh, A lot of companies that were looking for experience aren't looking for experience now. It's straight in the door. There's a a new role called a trainee security officer that you don't even need a license. Trainee security officer. You're you're
1: basically six months to get a license. Fucking hell. What's that about? What that is doing is it's driving down the industry for other people that are extremely... Because, look, anybody can do it, but not everybody should do it.
0: Yeah, you're right. Anybody could do it. And and nowadays, anybody will be hired to do it. And that makes people uh, that have been doing it. Do it. it look,
1: we've, I, look, we've all been look, 10 years. I, I, I know you're doing it, Matthew. And when I met mentioned, oh, it's a great time. And, and obviously, my one of my first shifts was with Brian was, I, I always seen Brian as a mentor. And yeah. the, the experience that I got from all you guys to bring back down here to where I am now was immense. And and I went to college for two years to get my life. And I still don't think that there's some positions I should apply for. I think that the industry should be completely revamped. I think there should be health checks. I think there should be fitness tests put in. I think the wages the minimum wage should be fifteen an hour yeah. for security. It should be. Because yeah. you're you're screwed if you do and you're screwed if you don't. Working in and like we worked in the Lewis together, extremely difficult job, extremely dangerous job. But there's guys working in Tesco's there that are are facing you know, obviously false arrests and all these other things. And people are so good at going in and tricking, you know, because you're there by yourself. They want you to be watching the cameras. They want you to be on the floor. I, I, but yet they want you to catch people. Then you have um, managers from these places coming in and telling you, oh, you need to do this, 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 this. And when you do it, then nobody backs you up. We've all, we've all been there. We've all, we, we all, you know, took a risk to help somebody. Like it's like working on, on the Lewis together. There was, there was times there when we put ourselves in harm's way, to help somebody and it backfired on us yeah and, and then you're defending your job then and then once you get the sack for something like that well you won't get another security job so your career is over
0: with your psa license a static psa license when you worked on the lewis how many people would you say you physically removed from the lewis i'm gonna be honest with you i have no idea it, it was
1: it was a it was an everyday thing
0: and would you say several,
1: now? Several times several times every day with, yeah and look i'm gonna be Sometimes, and I'm sure people on Lewis are probably saying, "Oh, look, they're not, they're ignoring us, they're ignoring us." But was oftentimes there, when we physically couldn't help them because it, it, it was it was our necks on the line, and our families, and our kids, and our mortgages, and our rent on the line. But a lot of time, we did, we did step out out into harm's way. You know, I've been stabbed four times. So I've been needles in my head. And everybody that I worked with in the Lewis was badly hurt at once. They'd look, look, a poor, you know, amazing guy yeah. got sliced open uh, with a. Um, a can of coke that was made into a, a knife, and then obviously someone that was um, hepatitis approved spit in his mouth. Right. And he couldn't even kiss his kids. Um. And you say you got
0: stabbed, did you, on, on the Lewis?
1: I been stabbed four times, yeah. So I have a stab in my uh, forehead. I have a little needle marks in my forehead. I stabbed obviously and
0: slashed in the chest. I stabbed through the hand. You know. But all these, these things help. But all on the Lewis. No, no, not all on the Lewis. Yeah. What what kind of was that a security job like? A hospital or something was it? Um, before I worked in the trains as well. Right. Uh, so I worked
1: in the trains. I worked in the Lewis. I worked overseas. Um, I worked in Spain uh, doing close protection. Uh, like for even like the nightclubs, yeah. Yeah. People take, look bouncers as these ignorant, you know, fools. But at the end of the night, when you're in a bar with your girlfriend and there's a group of guys hassling you, you know, it's that bouncer that's going to step in. Or, yeah. Sorry, door security, and step in and it's going to help you. And he's the one that's gonna get the punch in the face when he's trying to get these guys out of the bar. And that that's happened to me. I thought we've all been punched, and we've all been attacked.
0: Mm. You know. It's part of the job, yeah.
1: You know, I, I remember one night working under Lewis, uh, I think it was actually with you or it could have been with Brian, it was after being the three arena shift, there was a, a young guy at the back of the tram, very pretty girlfriend. You know, this guy was obviously nervous, he was scared, they weren't from Dublin. Right. And you had these two. I, I think there were then they got onto the Lewis and they were hassling this this guy and hassling his girlfriend and flirting with his girlfriend and you know he was obviously terrified were yeah. big guys and if we weren't there that night god knows what happened we walked straight up to him and they shut their mouths very quickly because they realized that they weren't the strongest two guys in the fucking the train yeah <clears throat> and that that's what security is you, you you're essentially a, a shield you know and people look at you Oh, you're you're under i can guarantee you i'm probably more knowledgeable and more experienced than than most people around in, in other jobs we're, we're very level-headed we're very quick to think on our feet somebody falls down from being stabbed or having a drug overdose we
0: will know what to do yeah it, it is that kind of job but like you said a minute ago anyone can do it well see that that is because I mean the social welfare about that think a few years ago where they're paying for people to go
1: to courses so what it's doing is it's, it's, it's filling the market up with, with underskilled um, people that shouldn't be in the industry and then that's that's driving the competition you know right down so there is no competition yeah. So guys that have 10, 15, 20 years experience, very, very good guys, they're, they're very, very good uh, guys in their jobs, aren't they able to move up the ladder, aren't they able to get pay rises, it's killing the industry, you know, because you have, and then it's putting people at risk, because look, when you're working under Lewis, or you're working on the trains, or you're working in the nice at row, and there's one or two, three, if one of you is bad, and look, we've all worked with someone that's bad, a jacket yeah. filler, yeah. it puts you at risk. Yeah, true. And you know, and we don't have the same protections, guards. We don't have the same protection, soldiers. The Irish
0: Post, people who work for, on Post, have more protection. You know what, um, you've 16,000 security, right? Do you know how much the security industry makes in Ireland a year? I've no clue. So, we're to, I just would we'll say 2019, right? That was my example, right? The uh, security industry in Ireland brought in 782 million quid that year, right? Now, the year. Finch, year yeah. It's it's protected. It's not going anywhere. Well, they spend less than half of it on, on security officers. That's so they keep half of it and spend half of it on the staff. And SIP2. Uh, SIP2 brings in, oh, from licenses and all, right? 2.4 yeah. million a year on average. Yeah. Uh, before, so this is to be a security officer, right? In most places, you have to join SIP2, right? So they're making 2.4 million. I'm talking about how the security industry alone, right? 2.4 million uh, be so in 2019, the PSA, the PSA, which is specifically for the security industry, right? That brings in, in 2019, 6.5 million. So before, and, and and break that down to 16,000 security officers, about 300 and something quid a year, right? So the point is to be a security officer. You have to pay these two agencies 300 and something quid a year just to be a security yep. officer. So yeah, they're screwing you and then they're not paying you enough. And then the companies are making nearly a billion and given half of it as wages and their overheads yeah, are not
1: fucking 50% like you know and there's, there's a manager for everything but yet when you need them you can't get shoot to anyone
0: yeah I think managers when they get the job in security they, they just they seem to get fatter and fatter they don't seem to do anything just their bellies seem to grow
1: you're getting the, your centre places where it's supposed to be two, three, four. you get there there's only yourself you're not told in advance your stab vests are broken, your cameras don't work, your radios don't work, there's there's no place to eat, there's no place to rest, there, you don't get breaks, you're not entitled to break because the job means you have to be there all the time if you need, then somebody's on your case, you don't even get breaks, it's, uh, it needs to change.
0: Yeah, you'll, you'll piss Wait. when I say you piss. Like, do you ever see in, in these security companies, you go into the manager's offices, they, there's a wall full of fucking pictures, and they're yeah. all on it, a, a lot of fatheads, and they all look the same, you know, they're all morphing into the same pairs, and that wall's yeah. full of them. No, no, no. That's hundreds of them and they do hundreds fucking nothing them. they do nothing oh you can leave we'll just hire somebody else for uh, what is it 10, 15, oh, like, yeah, 10 yeah, 80 don't I don't care
1: remember. yeah and that comes back down to the, the, the industry just being full of people that shouldn't be in it yeah. and it's it's having a massive effect look I have no problem with people going and doing a day course a two day course that needs to change it should be it should be a, a proper uh, level 5 or level 6 you should need a level 5 or level 6 you need to understand the law a little bit you need to understand you need to be somewhat intelligent. You need to be somewhat healthy uh, and look after yourself. You need to be fit for service, basically.
0: Yeah, there should be standards like that just to, to get yeah. in there. Like, there needs to be. To, to, and then every year you're paying for it, every three years, is it? You're renewing your license again, yeah. you're paying for that again. And there's nothing to it. You just fill in a fucking form. You don't do anything. You just renew that you're still yeah. alive and you still have money to give them. And, all uh, oh, right, then you can still be security. Because, because look, you are in a position where
1: you have an element of. I, I mean, you know, you're you're dealing with drunk people, you're de- dealing with drunk women, you're dealing with 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 children. You need to be somewhat. You need to be professional. You need to be. You need to have a lot of integrity. And I, we've all worked with bad security, and and they do. It just drive everything else down for everybody else because people look at you and look at you like you're you're scum, you know. Yeah. But yet when they need you, then it's a different story.
0: Well, I think the obvious thing, the obvious uh, qualification uh, that should be gotten, very minimum, is a conflict management level six. Yes, I mean, definitely. And I mean, yeah. you know I
1: think like you, like like me, I went to college two years. I done a conflict resolution. I done legal studies. I done static door. I done close protection. Uh, I done maritime security. You know, I, I have a lot of, of stuff done in those different areas to de-escalate and I understand the, the concept of the law and I understand you know, de-escalation I understand what I can and can't do in response You know, I'm not going to go outside the nightclub and get in a fist fight with somebody because
0: mm. win or lose, you're going to lose in court I mean, nine times out of ten, and then your job is really to resolve it with, with speaking and you're approached, you know? Yeah uh, You're not actually covered to be physical you cover it to defend yourself. No. You can't initiate that physicality, and,
1: yeah, no, what, to defend yourself. and look, we all de- don't. Uh, all, everything we worked on Lewis, get it was all recorded. Everything was all people obviously. Oh, you're you're doing this, and said hey, everybody, everything's recorded. So we knew exactly what we were doing. And look, I, I think the guys that worked in Lewis back then, I think were, were a fantastic team. The guys that we, we had back then yeah. in eighteen, yeah, nineteen, twenty. you yeah. know and obviously then Lewis, tra- the the, the, the transcended into. What they are now, and look, I don't know what even up there. Yeah, I'm catching what we were.
0: Well, look, it's like they are trying now on conflict management, right? It's a good thing. Uh, but to
1: well, so what you're saying there as well, I like I'm not going to say where this was, and, and you probably didn't remember what I'm talking about, but I remember there was. There was, it was Christmas time a few years ago, and I remember there was, there was a person, and unfortunately, they lost their life. Right. And there was two security there, and there was two other workers there. And then there was, the, sorry, three other workers, but the three other workers were told to go home and get a break and then uh, not come back for a while. And they're put through therapy, and the two security guys were told to come back to work the next day.
0: Oh, I do, I remember, and I don't know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, do, do, yeah that' That will show you the difference of, of how the
1: scene seen us. Oh, yeah, they're all right. You guys, you come back tomorrow, even though you're after seeing this brutal scene. You come back to work tomorrow. Everybody else go home for six months. Look, Noonans. I see jobs advertised by Noonans for eleven sixty-five. I see jobs advertised by Security for uh, Group 4, 1165. All these companies are all. Oh, yeah, it's not all the top security doing it. Well, then if it's just bring up your wages. At the minimum, the minimum wage should be fourteen euro an hour for security. Minimum.
0: Yeah. Now, I suppose if they, if they bring up their money now. And then the ERO gets passed and they have to raise it again though, don't they? I don't think to do if, if, if it's not the minimum.
1: So the the ERO the, the will be the minimum amount. Yeah, and so I, no, but I think
0: minimum. once it's applied to the minimum, it, it follows suit then with everyone else's uh, income of your company, I suppose if it's in your agreement, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the ERO fits. So if you're on 14 quid, it will go up to 14.50 when the 50 cent goes on. As far as I know, anyway. But I'm just thinking if they do it now. I get your point, but I'm just thinking if they do it now, they might have to do it again on top of that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're right. Like even then, they should be like, well, that's only fifty cents, so we'll give them another fifty cents. Do you know what I mean? We're, we're keeping half the we're fucking just, profit. Because they're
1: making. Look, I worked for a company here. It was a very small company, so I know exactly what he was making because he used to tell us. Yeah. So he was paying us eleven sixty-five. He was getting twenty-one euro an hour for us. Right.
0: He was giving us eleven sixty-five keeping 10 something
1: now you know you have to factor in insurance and, and other costs but still still for an extra 150 for us you know which would have made a massive difference to be fair if you're working 40 hours 50 hours an extra 150 adds up
0: yeah look you say you can be replaced for someone that will take it that's, that's exactly it you're replaced yeah cause now just...
1: this was a very small company and it was a very it was um, a very close net company and you know it, it was a kind of a we were working for the government on a contract and it, it involved surveillance and involved surveilling a local family. So it was all about getting to know the local family and who knowing who's who. So to replace us would actually probably affect his company more so because we were there the guys were there for there for a year or two. So we knew everybody in the town, we knew who we were watching, we knew who we needed to record, we knew what we needed to do. So replacing one of us would have actually had, had a massive impact on his company.
0: Yeah, and so uh What? So you're gonna stay in security, or you ever gonna leave? Or you say you were studying in college? I'm studying uh, strategic studies, masters in strategic studies in in UCC. And what does that apply to? What field then? When you when you?
1: It would be, it'd be kind of like uh, to uh, military diplomacy, uh, military tactics and actions and um, stuff like that to go overseas and apply my experience. Maybe work for the United Nations or EU in a military capacity as an advisor
0: or something like that. Oh, All really? right, so you're just going to stay in that field, like military and... I, I think so.
1: I, I, I don't know, to be honest. Look, I, I don't know. Um, Obviously, security is a very lonely job in a lot of ways. It's very antisocial. it has a massive impact on your family. The finances of it, you're working so many hours, but you're not earning enough money, you know, and it is a skill-based, because you need to have certain skills to work. You need to be able to be, you know, you need to be a paramedic, you need to be a firefighter, you need you need to be a lot of things working in security. You need to be clever, you need to be witty, you need to be able to de-escalate, you need to also be able to stand your ground, you also need to be able to interject when, you so it is a very skill-based job. Yeah. And people just think, oh, it's just a just an easy old job. To do. Well, look, if you do it, then you go into a group of 15, 20 angry and drunk males, and and escalator, you stand your ground there, because the guards would not even do that. Yeah. You and do- look, we work with the guards, and we know exactly what it, it, some of them would shy away and cower.
0: Yeah. You wouldn't I make mean, I think the-
1: I think I'd be pepper sprayed more by the guards when calling them to help.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, I remember who who got that fucking fucking finger broke helping a guard. one of the platform. Oh yes, yeah, oh, and, uh, the guard uh, stood got, in his the finger. Guard, he, he pulled out the pepper spray when
1: the tram was moving. and Pepper sprayed two lads.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks for your help. There's a broken finger. Fucking blows oh, as God. well? I'm at it. Jesus. Yeah, crazy job. Uh, but I suppose out of all the security jobs you've done, what's what's the maddest? Working on Lewis. See. Working on Lewis. Yeah, it was it it
1: it, 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 it was just uh, it was endless. It was never ended. We didn't know what was going to come. I remember getting on the tram one day, and the guy was obviously after doing uh, a drug and what drug. But there was actually smoke coming off him. I actually thought it was, it was steam from his body temperature. It was after rising so high. I actually had to check, take off his jacket because I thought he was to after to setting fire to his jacket. You know, there was there was, oh, it was everything, everything you can possibly imagine
0: happened and, on that And there's a lot of characters as well. Remember any of Oh, my God.
1: Like, like, you know, the whole, we had that joke going around with the guys at County Station. It was the, the Game of Thrones was popular, so we had the, the Game of uh, Travelator where you know, we'd let one sit at the bottom because he used to keep all the others away. But if the others came back, we'd move him, and they was always killing each other over. It, yeah. it was crazy. Working with loose was crazy.
0: Or Houston, you know, when you're at Houston and there's a gang sitting behind and you've talked to them, you've, yeah. they're all right. Like, people are so intimidated. Yeah, no,
1: them. they were all right. Like, yeah. I remember, you know, but at the
0: same time, you have to be
1: so... Because you know you'd be friendly with them today, and then tomorrow when you need help, they turn on you.
0: But where they say it's kind of a, uh, it's kind of questionable who the fuck owns it. Like it's facing. Connolly yeah, so we bus I don't is we were told on. to leave alone you know, because technically
1: they weren't on the platform. Yeah, exactly. It was about to do exactly. Uh, bus airing. Yeah, and look, they never caused those any bother. I and when they did cause us bother, it, it, they used to kind of self police themselves. To be honest. We, there was a few times now where we had to step in there and restrain one or two of them or, or, or you know, do whatever. whatever, ah, yeah, whatever. yeah, of
0: course. That's when they'd flow onto the, to the platform. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, yes, and, 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 and another big one is, is, is um, I suppose, working loose Lewis back then, because it was particularly bad back then, the Lewis was. It, was. it was particularly bad. And a lot of what we could do was kind of frowned upon. And, and like, I, I remember... I mean, and the problem is, is is when you take someone off one tram everybody in that tram will love you because you know this guy could have a knife he could have been doing whatever he took him off the tram put him on the ground and put him on your restrainer and then the next tram pulls in Yeah. nobody knows what happened on the tram before and then all of a sudden you're the cunt yeah the so no context tram at you. yeah they're screaming at you they're turning you they're kicking you when you're on the ground so on one tram you're the hero that tram pulls away two, uh, two minutes later another tram pulls in and there's 500 angry people there yeah you know, and you're the problem. And yeah, it's all our context too. Yeah. yeah, they're pulling at you, they're kicking at you, and then you have to look. There's a very popular video on YouTube of two Lewis security guys dealing with uh, a, a gentleman. You know, those two guys went through hell after that video went live.
0: Yeah,
1: I know, and well, yeah people yeah. that took the video had no idea of the context what happened. I know, you know. I'm not going to get into it. We know they were right and what they were doing, but the internet went mad. It was it was on televisions in Nigeria and everything
0: yeah and Brian, Brian was actually talking about it he, he, yeah. he, he was saying he, he, he was part of that and, and the company never stood up and said look we yeah, have, and, we have and, body
1: and you, know, you know one of the guys there they were threatening he has a disabled daughter they're threatening his daughter and everything you know, the two, two very good two very experienced guys you know yeah and doing, their, doing their job and, and the platform turned on them and that was the big case was you, you could help a thousand people all day long and all of a sudden then you're doing something and you're you're the problem. And then you're going home. And you're saying, well, do you know what? Tomorrow they can fuck off. And then you go to work the next day and you find yourself getting punched in the face and getting knives pulled in. You're getting spit on and dealing with the worst fucking people you could ever deal with. And you're still, you're still, oh, you get no money. You're shit. You're this. You're that. You're ugly. You're fat. You're on steroids. Never took steroids in my life.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Everybody wants to fight you. You know, everybody wants to fight you until they're on the ground and they're crying. And then, you know. What I say to people is, look, man, I might be the only type of person you deal with today like me, but I deal with a thousand people like you day. You don't faze me. You
0: know? Yeah.
1: I deal with people like you all day, every day. You might only deal with me once or twice a month. You know? I deal with people like you every day. I'm not afraid of competition.
0: Yeah. Well, so, DeLewis, uh, like, it's not something you'd, you'd go back to, is it? Or it is, no, I'd to
1: go back to, no, I'd love to go back there, but I don't think it's the same job I left. Uh, I think the guys that worked on DeLewis, I have a lot of respect for those guys. I think they're you know, they're, they're some of the finest security in the country. And the guys i worked with down to the years, some of the finest security I've ever worked with. Some of the, the you know, I think they've met me, like the likes so, of, you know, Brian and Barry and yourself and, and, and Becky and all these all these amazing people that, that I would have counted in my time with Lewis. I'm still friends with you. Yeah. Years later, you know, years later we're still friends. I suppose it was a very difficult job to do. It was a very draining job. And we dealt with some pretty horrific things up there that people will never know.
0: Yeah, like you say, what what people witnessing in the job and like people committing suicide—that and that happens more than people know. Uh, and how I, they I, do? I think
1: it was it was Brian actually. There was five of us sent behind James's hospital. too There was a fourteen-year-old girl trying to jump out in front of the trains, and you know we were trying to calm her down and talk to her. Yeah, and she didn't want to talk to the guards. She didn't want to talk to paramedics. So she sat there for us and talked to us, and we we walked her back around. This girl was—we we had to chase her to stop her from jumping in front of the trams we talked to her for hours and we walked her around to the front of James's hospital. and We walked in the door and she walked in for us, but she wouldn't go in for the guards and she wouldn't go in for anyone else. But so she went in for us because when we were talking to her, we were talking to her like a friend. Yeah, we definitely. weren't there to judge her, we weren't there to do anything to her. We just spoke to her. She was going through a very hard time in her life. And she, uh, she walked around James. I remember about four weeks later, I seen that girl. And she came up and she gave me a big hug and she said, Thank you very much.
0: Got that a lot as well, uh in security people come up and You're doing okay, especially on the loose. So. You're doing a great job. Yeah, you, know? people, yeah do. You,
1: you, you do get, there's some great people out there, especially when, you know, when they see that you're, because we were obviously attacked and we were hurt and stuff like that, and, and, and in a lot of cases, a lot of guys there were, were stabbed, you know, b- stabbed and stuff like that. So people do come up to you when they see that you're you're dealing with something, to see that you're hurt. Yeah. I remember it was Jerkis, myself, and uh Re- Re- I think his name is Rias, Rias, or something like that. And... Ryan, there must have been 20 people fighting on, on Jervis and there was only two of us. Yeah. And we were restraining people left, right and centre. We were getting the head kicked off, us, but we still kept getting up and we still restrained people and we got the scene under control and the whole Lewis was shut down for ages. Other teams came, other teams eventually came, you know, but because the Lewis we weren't running, I think the closest the team was Houston, so it's,
0: it's a bit of a hike from Houston to Jervis. Your backup is on the tram behind or whatever and he can't get to you because... Yeah, can't get to you. Uh, you were stuck on this round. was,
1: so you know, and then you—you you are getting punched. You are getting assaulted. You're getting kicked, and you're expected to just take it. You know, oh, that's his job. His job but no. Our job is not to be punched and kicked and stabbed and spit on and abused. Over. Fear the podcast. hey Fear Borges. Borges. Snip. Snip. Red alert. Red alert. <laughs>